Good morning, good morning. Good morning. That was the spiritual me. That's, that's what I look like in spirit. That's what I look like in spirit. So since this is my first time doing this, my intro is a little longer. Uh, but you got to give grace and thanks where it's due. Uh, Landon, how ironic because my message today is that God could use you. And then me as a youth leader see one of my youth kids being used. That's amazing. So give him a round of applause. Everybody in my 180 group make some noise. I was about to say that was very disappointing. I'm glad. Okay. And last but not least, I want to thank Pastor Jared. The guy is like naturally funny. He's like funny, not even trying to be funny, you know, just hanging out with him, going to eat and stuff. He's a, a great guy, great husband. Lane is so lucky. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. He's a great father, great husband, and it, it, it's a blessing just to be able to serve you guys. Thank you for everything that you've done for me, Pastor Jared, and all the stuff that you have invested in me. Thank you. All right, so today we're going to be in Joshua chapter 2. Before I start, I'm going to set the scene. So God blessed a guy named Moses because he seen his people enslaved. They prayed for him to take them out of slavery, and God answered their prayer by dropping it in Moses' lap. You may be the answer to somebody's prayer. We're live? Yeah, we're live. Okay, so Moses, Moses died, and God gave the green light for Joshua to finish leading these people into the promised land. Now we can get to the scripture. So the scripture says, Then Joshua, Joshua secretly sent out two spies from the Israel camp at Acacia Grove. He instructed them, Scout out the land on the other side of the Jordan River, especially around Jericho. So the two spies, the two men sent out and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there that night. First point I want to make today is that you need a team. When I say team, I mean somebody godly that's around you every day in your, in your daily life. When God created heaven and earth, he made land and sea, he made the birds, he made the bees, and he made all the animals. He said it was good. But when God made Adam, he said it wasn't good. And what he meant by wasn't good is he said it's not good for man to be alone. So even God knew in the beginning that we needed a team. We need somebody godly around us. What I tell my youth kids all the time is that good friends are not always godly, but godly friends are always good. I'm going to say it one more time for the people in the back. Good friends are not always godly, but godly friends are always good. And 
What's more important than having godly people on your team is being a godly person because you attract what you are. Now, another thing before we get back to the message is imagine these spies having to go scout out the land. Joshua, being the coach, he had a game plan. He sent them out. Now, the people that's on your team, if you're both weak, okay, cool. Go to the gym, get fit so you look like me. Um, <laughs> but you have to be big in your faith or even have just a mustard seed of faith because what happens is whenever they got sent to this land, whatever they came back and told Joshua, he was going to listen because he trusted these guys. Imagine how we are when we go into unfamiliar territory in life. God calls you to a new school. He calls you to a new job. It's easy to be distracted by how big your problem is when we take our eyes off the cross. What I want you to see today is that no matter how big our problem is, we cannot forget how big our God is. Now, as we continue, but someone told the king of Jericho, some Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent orders to Rahab, bring the men out who have came into the house, for they have come here to spy out the whole land. Let me just say, these must not have been the ancestors of Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris, because if those were spies, they wouldn't have got caught. They wouldn't have got caught. But Rahab had hidden the two men, but she replied, yes, the men were here earlier, but I didn't know where they were from. They left the town at dusk as the gates were about to close. I don't know where they went. If you heard, you could probably catch them. Actually, she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them beneath the bundles of flax that she had laid out. So the king's man went looking for the spies along the road to the shallow crossings of the Jordan River. And as soon as the king's men had left, the gates of Jericho were shut. Joshua sent out spies, they got caught, they blew their cover, they came to a prostitute named Rahab's house. So not only is she a prostitute, but she is a lying prostitute. I want you to hold that. I want you to hold that. And as I'm reading this and I'm studying, I'm like, why? The question is why, why did she lie? Watch this. Before the spies went to sleep that night, Rahab went up to the rooftop, rooftop to talk to them. I know the Lord have given you this land, she told them. We are all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror, for we have heard how the Lord had made a dry path through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. The reason why she lied is because Rahab had faith because Rahab is friends with God on Facebook. I'm telling you, she seen when Jesus posted the, the, the video of Moses splitting the Red Sea, and he went viral, and then she's like, oh yeah, that is the Supreme Lord. For we have heard how the Lord have made a drop path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt, and we know what you did to Shion and all the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, for people, for whose people you completely destroyed. No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord, your God, is supreme. 
God of the heavens and earth below. As I was studying all week, my study Bible kept saying, Israel's God, Israel's God, Israel's God. And my question was, why does it keep labeling it Israel's God if God is Alpha and Omega? He's everybody's God, whether you agree with it or not. And so I start digging into it, and I'm like, why does it keep saying Israel's God? Why I kept saying it is because Rahab didn't know that was her God. Her and her culture worshipped something else. So from the outside looking in, she was like, that's Israel's God. What Rahab didn't know is that God was going to become her God. But watch this. Watch how, and, and remember that, that thing I told you at the beginning of having people on your team. Watch how Rahab's faith overflow onto the people on her team. Now swear to me by the Lord that you will be kind to me and my family since I have helped you. Give me some guarantee that when Jericho is conquered, you will let me live along with my father, mother, brother, and sister, and all the families. We offer our own lives as a guarantee for your safety. The men, get, the men agreed. If you don't betray us, we will keep our promise and be kind to you when the Lord gives us the land. Rahab, faith was so contagious that she just saved her family. I want you guys to have contagious faith so that whenever you walk in the room, the room becomes better. I want you guys to have contagious faith to the point to where when you pray and lay hands on somebody, know their mother may not have got out of their hospital bed, but they feel better about the situation because they have faith that you just put over them. So I want you guys to have contagious faith. Since then, Rahab's house was built into the town wall. She let them down by a rope through the window, escaped to the hill country, she told them, hide there for three days from the men searching for you. Then when they have returned, you can go on your way. Instructions, very important. Men, when you get an instruction manual, you need to read it. Instructions are very important. Before they left, the men told her, we will be bound by the oath we have taken only if you follow these instructions. There's that word again. When we come into the land, you must leave the scarlet rope hanging from the window through which you let us down. And all your family members, father, mother, brother, and all relatives must be inside this house. So not only did Rahab give them instructions to keep them alive, they have now given Rahab instructions to keep her alive. Sounds like somebody I know that gave us 10 commandments to keep us alive because he said the wages of sin is? Amen. If they go out into the streets and are killed, it will not be our fault. But if anyone lays a hand on the people inside the house, we will accept the responsibility for their death. If you betray us, however, we are not bound by this oath in any way. I accept your terms, she replied. She sent them on their way, leaving the scarlet rope hanging from the window. The spies went into the hill country and stayed there for three days. The men who were chasing them searched along the road, but they finally returned without success. Then the two spies came down from the hill country, crossed the Jordan River, and reported to Joshua all that had happened to them. The Lord has given us 
the whole land, they said, for all the people in the land are terrified of us. So Joshua had a game plan, sent off two people off his team. They ended up getting caught because they weren't sneaky enough. Rahab lied out of faith, hid them. Her faith overflowed and saved her family. And as you continue to read in Joshua, you see that they crossed the Jordan River and they ended up taking over Jericho. Some of you are probably like, okay, cool Bible story, bro. What does that have to do with me? Well, I've got two points. I want you to take it home, put it in your snack box, and hopefully it tastes good warmed up. Worship team, can I get you to come on up? Number one, detox. I want you to detox from yourself. To detox from yourself means to get rid of all the toxins in your body and the unhealthy thoughts that you have put there. God said, I cast your sins as far as the east is to the west. So the things that you are telling yourself and the things that you are doing in your mind that is unhealthy, you need to get rid of. Because the way that you view yourself affects the way that you view everything else in life. The way that you love yourself affects the relationship between you and your husband. Because if you only love yourself a certain amount, and then it's like, uh, how can you love me more than I love me? There's no different from your relationship with God. It gets to the point to where you build a wall because you've been hurt so much. You build a wall because you can't even forgive yourself. So how can I worship a God who's all forgiven and always forgives me, but I can't even forgive myself? So what happens is you then begin to build a wall and you don't trust God as much as you're supposed to trust God. So I want you to go home and detox from yourself. Get rid of all the bad toxins. Because, truthfully, if other people talk to you the way that you talk to you in your head, you would have punched them in the mouth. But yet, you allow yourself to talk to yourself that way. So the first thing I want you to do is to go home and detox from yourself. God said, I am made strong in your weakness. Pray for God to point out your weaknesses. Some of us have lived long enough with ourselves and we know what our weaknesses are. Congratulations. Some of us don't, and that's dangerous. So lay it all out. Put it at the feet of the cross. Lay it at the altar. Let it go. God said, I forgave you. You just haven't forgave yourself. The first point leads me to the second point. I want you to detox from yourself because I don't want you drowning in self-pity when it's time for him to use you. Hint, hint. Second point, God can still use you. Imperfect, brokenness. Just cheated on your wife, doesn't matter, I can still use you. Going through a divorce, don't matter, I can still use you. I disobey my parents all the time, don't matter, I can still use you. Lying, if, if God could use a lying prostitute, he could use you. 
I don't know if y'all know, but Peter was hard-headed. God used him. He actually let him follow him. There was a guy named Paul. Went around killing Christians. Killing Christians. And to God, changed his occupation and his mindset. And a lot of Christians argue that he's one of the most influential people in the Bible. The guy became an apostle. He started following the Lord. I mean, all I got to say is that if you was once killing Christians and now you're blessing people, leading them to the Lord, that would be pretty influential to me. I don't care how imperfect you are, God could still use you. As I leave the stage today, I just want to thank Pastor Jared for giving me this opportunity. Um, because walking in unfamiliar territory, I preach to the kids all the time, but that's like JV and this is varsity. This is like a whole nother level. This is a whole nother level. And I'm walking in confidence, and someone told me on the youth trip that I have a superpower. Thanks to y'all, I was humble. I left my cape at the house. But when it's time for God to use you, it will not always be comfortable because growth is uncomfortable. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. It's supposed to get us out of our comfort zone, just like me at that youth trip. I'm not an outdoors person. If you know me, then you know. I remember one, 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 part, one part of the youth trip, I was like, um, my wife would be proud of me right now. Pastor Jerry looked over at me. He said, I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yes, let God use you. One more story about camp before I let you go. So, it started raining. The kids thought they were sweet and all romantic. They started dancing in the rain. It was lightning. And we had this saying, it was like, they signed a waiver. So if lightning struck them, they signed a waiver. They was jumping in the pool and the thing said no diving, landing, Zeke. And we was like, they signed a waiver. So it was the camp thing that, 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 that we kept saying. But one day in that rain, we, I don't know if it was Pastor Jared or Chris's idea, we started playing kickball. So we played kickball in the rain and this was like pouring down rain, it was fun. I was talking so much trash that my voice went hoarse. And I sounded like a 15-year-old kid going through puberty. Hold on to that, because it's going to make sense at the end. This same day, it is nighttime. Pastor Jared told the girls, because we took them to their cabin. Pastor Jared said, Pastor Jared, why y'all laughing? Y'all already know what I'm talking about. Look, they already know. Pastor Jared took them to their cabin, or they walked or whatever, I don't know how they got there. Either way, they went to the cabin, and it's like 11 something at night. Our lights are off in our cabin. We have showered, it's time to go to bed. I remember we heard the door open. I was like, what was that? Zeke said it was Pastor Jared. He walked out the door. I started to get a little worried. I was like, well, he didn't say nothing to nobody, but also I was like, do y'all know if Pastor Jared sleepwalks? And then I started thinking, I'm like, oh, he's got muscles. He can defend himself. Um, so he ended up going to the office to go get Wi-Fi to talk to somebody. He was handling business. 
like 10 minutes later, when we don't know where Pastor Jared is, we hear beating on our windows and our door. So we thought Pastor Jared had something to do with it. And then the females walked into our room, they turned on the light, and they came in. I tell you not, Bibles and, 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 and journals blazing, and they was mad. We're all, we're all laying down in our night clothes, and they come in, they're like, y'all was supposed to get us, blah, blah, blah. And we was like, Pastor Jared said if it kept raining that we weren't going to do a devotional tonight. But the girls came in, and they were bobbles blazing. And so I'm laying down in bed, and I look at Chris, and don't forget my voice is hoarse. Uh, and, and some words even cracked. So I was being made fun of that day and a half. And um, long story short, I looked over at Chris. I was like, I got a devotional I could give them. He said, if you're ready, let's do it. Then, so, but the moral of the story is I gave the devotionals. The girls walked right past Pastor Jerry, didn't see him. Glad he wasn't a chainsaw masker or something because they would have got got, but they signed a waiver. Um, long story short is the girls they acted out of faith and they were not leaving until they got their devotional that's how I want you to be this week I want you to go into God's presence and say I'm not leaving until I hear from you I want you to get around godly people and say hey I'm not leaving until you get your stuff together I'm not leaving until God puts his hands on me and he uses me don't be drowning in self-sorrow to the point to where when God says, hey, let me use you, you missed the opportunity. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for let me be able to be here on this stage um, to, to, to push out your word. This is very important and I don't take it lightly and I thank you for all the opportunities that you, that you use me for that you use my family for. I pray that you just continue to put seeds in everyone's life and help them bear fruit. Um, I pray that you can help us detox from ourselves because that is a real thing. We are very harmful to ourselves. And we thank you for everything that you do for us and that you do through us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You guys give Landon a hand. Boy, I'm proud of you. Worship team, I'm sorry I made you stand up so long. You guys stand up, continue to worship. Hey, if you could have a seat and indulge me just a moment. Uh, first off, it was a whole thing. Raheem came up. We had the John Cena music. We had the smoke machine going, and it was going to be a whole thing, and the smoke was about 45 minutes late. So <laughs> that's what happened there. The best part is, is we have on video when Dusty's eyes caught the smoke. That was awesome. Man. Uh, yeah, well, it was fun. Okay. Uh, listen, you were served by children today. Uh, you were delivered the word uh, by a barber today. Right? And the children of Israel sent out spies Two of which were too old to be spies. They were old men by the time they went in. They were faithful when they were young, but they weren't allowed to go in. They had to wait 40 years, and then they got to go in as old men. The spies, the warriors, were too old 
They got caught. They were supposed to be dead, but they were saved by a lady of ill repute. She did a little hooking on the side. And she hit them out. She saved them. And if you'll keep reading, later you get to a book called Ruth. And so you have Ruth and Boaz, who later uh, are, are part of the lineage that gives us King David, who's part of the lineage that gives us King Jesus. You know who grandmother was? Rahab. Rahab the prostitute. I'm telling you, if God can save his people through anyone who will be faithful, God will save Ranger through anyone who will be faithful. Yeah. So... You got, people, you got people who are leading worship. You got people who are, are helping you all the time, serving you in this place, ministering to our community. And they've had needles in their arms. They've had pistols in their mouths. And they're serving you. They're serving the community. They have not been disqualified. If you were here last week, uh, Teresa gave you uh, her testimony about how uh, you know she had let her herself go spiritually and God gave her a big old whipping and then she got right back to work never thought that she would be back in ministry and some of you are like man I'm here and I hope maybe I can squeeze into heaven I'm telling you the standard is so much higher than that God not only wants you just to get by and maybe get into heaven he's got some lives that he wants to change and wants to use you to do it perfect example today for a preacher you're a pretty good barber God is going to use you I want you to understand that this was a karate dojo just a few years ago now we've blessed the karate dojo they're still in a building and have that we've cut their rent in third okay uh, but we went to them and said hey these dudes keep inviting people we don't have enough room. We started, we had classrooms all in here, and we only used a third of this room. And the stage was up there. We had to build it every week. And then we moved the stage back, and we moved the stage back. Y'all kept going out and inviting. You who think that you are invalidated, who think that you can't preach, you kept bringing people, and you are changing Ranger. And then COVID happened, and we have the great... Uh, we have this great recession, and we have all these people retiring, and all these churches stopping, and it didn't phase you a bit. And you have gone out and continued to minister and continued to bring people, and we have an addiction ministry that's chock full of people. We have a youth ministry that's growing. We have a college ministry that is reaching 95% of the kids who are going have never heard the gospel and never accepted Jesus. Ranger, you're doing that. I don't care who you thought you were years ago. God has made you into something completely different. God wants to bring his children home, and you are the herald of that message. You are the crier of that message. And so I don't care what your insecurities are. Stop projecting those insecurities onto God. We showed up to camp, and Raheem said, hey, listen, I, I, like, I do camp, but I don't do camping, you know? And we showed up, and there's a young man named Balin Perkins, and he's, uh, he's, he's half redneck and half Sasquatch. And so 
we get out, and there was a water snake, and he grabbed a stick, and he whipped it. He cut its head off. He skinned it right there on the spot and put it around his head as a bandana. And Raheem looked at me like, I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> it's uncomfortable sometimes where God will lead you. It's uncomfortable sometimes where God will lead you. And you feel like, man, I am not the right person for this job. Then why has God got you there? I'm not the one who can change his family. Then why are you there? Did he waste his mold? Did he waste his creation? Man, that's a great message. It goes right with what we talked about last week. And I want you to be pumped up. I want you to be encouraged. You may not know everything, but you know something. You may not can take somebody the whole way, but you can get them as far as you are. The Word of God is with you. It is in your hearts. It is on your lips. And you are winning when you stick with the Lord. And you are the one. I want you to understand you are the one that God wants to use. The weight of the world isn't on your shoulders, but the weight of the Great Commission is. And he said, go out and make disciples of all nations. You start right in your home, right at your job, and you begin to make disciples. You are the one to do it. So, I want to pray for you as you go out. We'll dismiss. A couple things. Uh, we lost a, a, a dear, dear man. Uh, brother, brother Bill, Brother William Kendrick. We have two Bill Kendricks, so making sure you understand. Um, it's Bill Kendrick Sr. who uh, died at age 80. Uh, we did his funeral yesterday. And uh, we have a quilt in the back that we would love for you to pray over, sign. We're going to give that to his wife. She will absolutely adore that. Please take the time to do that. If you're a guest, stop by. We have a gift for you. It's a VIP booth, and you are VIP. We want you to take that little something to remember us by this week. But I want to dismiss a little differently this week. And I want to pray over you. I know that you've got uh, 4th of July you're, you're going out, you're hanging out, you're getting to talk to a, a, a few people you don't normally talk to this week. And so I want to dismiss by praying over you and just asking that God use you to change someone today. Absolutely. Uh, last, thank you. All the children who work today, when you go pick up your kids, some older kids were helping them. Please be sure and thank them too. That was incredible. All right, y'all join me. Lord Jesus, I pray that you be with us. Holy Spirit, we want you not just here. We want you through our whole week, God. We want you through our whole week, God. We are going to meet people. We are going to encounter people that we don't always get to see, God. I pray, Lord, that you will set the ball up on the tee. We don't feel like we're ready for the major leagues yet, but if you'll put the ball on the tee, God, we'll swing. God, I pray that we will fill this place with people who want you. God, I feel like you spoke into my spirit the other day that, that our community is going to need this people, this body, this church increasingly so in the days to come. And God, I pray that you will equip us. God, I pray that as every man and woman and child in this place gets on their knees this week, that you will speak with them. As they open your word, God, that you will show them something that is just for them, just for their lives. And God, I pray that we will bring our families and your children to your home, Father. Set it up. Let it be. Let there be divine appointment. And give us the courage to take it. We ask this in Jesus' holy name.
Amen. Hey, you guys are dismissed. If you've got anything that you would like to speak with us about, the worship team uh, is here. Uh, we've got some folks on the front row that love to pray with you, but have a blessed week. Praise God we are free to do what we're doing today. Happy Independence Day. You are dismissed.